Hi listeners, welcome back again for another episode of Fishy Tales with myself and Rudolf. Welcome hi, Rudolf. Hi Mick, um, yeah, nice to be back and talking a bit of fishing with you. Yeah, great to be back again. So uh, we're in August still. We've uh, Typically we would have come to the end of the sardine run and we thought we had come to the end. But lo and behold, we've had nettings again. It, this fantastic run keeps going on and on and we've had some nets in Durban, haven't we? Yes, Mick, it's been an exceptional year for us uh, regarding the sardine run. And yes, it's basically on a daily basis, still netting sardines in Durban. And where we live uh, further down south in Kamas area, there's still sardines out on backline and out deep. So it's just an exceptional year when it comes to sardines. And it's very, very good for, for the whole ecosystem. Yeah, I can't believe it, Rudolph. I mean, I've, I've been out on my jet ski and when I've launched out of Umkamas River, I've had to avoid the, the shoals of sardines when I'm launching. Um, it's been phenomenal. Um, but on about avoiding things, what surprised me in the last few weeks is the amount of whales about. I literally last weekend had to avoid two of them. I was going to have a collision with, <laughs> with a great big whale. And those are guys who've been out there and been anywhere near the whales the absolute scale of those things when you come up close to them is just phenomenal i mean it's a pleasure to sit and watch them but it's quite scary when they come close have you had any experiences with whales oh yes mick um yeah it's uh, obviously seeing all these whales out there is stunning this time of the year and um i always ask myself why people go down to the cape to do whale watching when we've got so many whales here on our doorstep just south of durban um you can go basically anywhere and just stand with the binoculars and look at whales this time of the year. So it's very, very nice to see. Um, yes, when we come to encounters with whales, um, I've had a few on the boat where generally the, the whales, I think the calves come and inspect the boat and they're curious to see what this thing is floating here. And then the mommies come and chase the calves away. And that's when we start really getting a bit scared because those are huge animals. And, you know, if a, a whale jumps next to or on top of your boat, you're in big trouble. So it's an amazing thing to see, and it's amazing to see how big these animals are. Oh, it's incredible. Um, we have to remember, of course, there is regulations about whales, and you're not supposed to go too close to the whales, but um, I think these whales forgot to read the manual. <laughs> they get a little bit too close to us. And that just brings me... Um, I've just remembered a story, the true story, this one as well. Um, my friend... Let's call him Charles. That is his real name, by the way. Um, from Margate, a couple of years ago, he actually hit a whale with his jet ski. Oh, I mean, goodness. that thing came from nowhere. He hit the jet ski, hit the whale with the jet ski, went over the handlebars. I mean, that is so <laughs> scary. I hope that never happens to me. No, that's a scary event. Yeah, so on about the whales again, um, they're quite late this year, Rudolph. August and all of a sudden they're all over the place. A little bit late, are they? I think so, Mick. Um, I'm no expert on the whales, and I think in a later episode we'll get a bit of information on the whales and give you guys a bit of an in-depth talk on the whales and what they do and where they go. But definitely, um, just from my experience with the whales, are a bit late this year, and I'm sure it's got something to do with the currents and out there and their the migratory routes. Um, as I said, we'll do a bit of homework and, and tell you guys a bit more about it. But they are definitely a bit late. But now that they are here, there's lots to be to be seen out there. You know, I just glance over the sea and I see four or five at a time and it's amazing to see them. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, I, you can't get enough of it. Uh, like you said, why do you go down to the Cape? You just have to go and anywhere along the coast at the moment from south coast all the way up to the north coast, well, all the way to Mozambique. They're just 
everywhere. It's absolutely great that we can see them. Yes, Mick. Um, and something I find quite interesting about these whales is that on calm, flat days, they're not that active. And as soon as this wind starts blowing, especially now in August, we've got this nice August wind blowing already, these whales just get more and more active. Um, and that's something I'm going to do a bit of homework about and find out exactly why they are so active when the wind blows or when the sea gets rough. Um, there's a clear um, sort of line there where the wind starts blowing and these fish just become active. Um, they start jumping and slapping their tails in the water. So we'll do a bit of homework on that one and also tell the listeners, or hopefully get some answers as to why they're doing it. Oh yeah, that'll be interesting, Rudolph. Um, and on the subject of the wind, it hasn't really got the August winds yet. We're literally going from flat, calm days. In fact, it's probably one of the best winters I've experienced in Natal. We're going from flat, calm days to a windy day, and I'm thinking, oh, that's it. The fishing's finished. It's August now. And then it doesn't. We get a little bit of a west, and it's beautiful. The sea's beautiful again. So I'm enjoying the rest of this year while as much as I can get. But um, when the August winds do come and the water starts getting cold, what fish do you target? What fish are about now, Rudolph? Yes, Mick, um, unlike um, the boating fraternity for us, um, the August sort of conditions just change. It's a sort of a change of season, and it opens up new opportunities as, for us uh, from a short point of, of fishing. Um, where in the sardine run, or should I say sardine run winter months, we had these flat, calm days, and we were catching certain species. Now suddenly you have these August winds, which have started blowing now on and off, and I think it'll persist and eventually start getting windier um, towards the end of this month because it seems like a bit of a late season. Um, so what happens is you've got a churned up sea, and suddenly now fishing uh, fishes' feeding patterns change and different species come to the forth. So currently for us now, um, we've, we are catching a lot of bronze bream or bluefish, as they call them in the Cape. Now, it's a very nice uh, eating fish to catch, and for some reason this season, they are just everywhere. So that's very good for the, for the shore fishermen, is to go catch some nice bronze bream. And bronze bream, especially like this rough condition where the sea's churning and there's a lot of white water. So I would say for the rest of this month, it's going to be a nice uh, scratching month. We call it scratching, uh, scratching up bronze bream. But then we've still got quite a lot of garrick around, and... Cob, the big cob start coming in now towards October. So it's quite exciting time for us now. Um, we'll be changing our style of fishing from our sardine run type of fishing to more um, catching these fish that operate in these rougher conditions. And we call it scratching, which is a nice, fun way of fishing in the reefs and catching all these reef species like bronze bream and cob and some of the other species. But yeah, um, from the boating point of view, how does it affect you guys? Um, what is the change of the season doing out there? Are, are the new species coming in? Yeah, that's interesting, Rudolph, because it's pretty much the same, you know. Um, the the wow, like the clean water, the warm water, so they're few and far between at the moment. But um, a lot of guys are fishing for Garrick and had some good results on the back line. Uh, there's a lot of Natal snook about still. Amazing catches off the rocks I see on the north coast. The guys oh, yes. are getting snook. It's quite incredible what they're doing. As the tackle's advanced and the guys are casting further, actually catching more than the boat sometimes. So that's great to see. But um, back down here on the south coast, yeah, we're targeting the Garrick. Um, we can't fish for bottom fish now, of course. So a lot of the boats, what used to launch between Ilovo and uh, Scotbrand now, the MPAs come um, and the new marine protected area, you can't bottom fish now. So 
the Heelbeck and the Daga are just not available for deep sea now. So the guys are going to target Garrick probably, and like I say, the snook. So there's still fish about. The only problem, um, I suppose, with the August is we're getting those rough seas now and the, the surf's getting churned up. You like the fishing, but of course the launching gets pretty tricky now, uh, which would be a great subject for us to talk about is, you know, you, you have to be a good skipper to launch from some of the launch sites down on the south coast, especially Umkamas can be a bit tricky. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, later on we're going to maybe talk, next episode we're going to talk about uh, what it takes to be a good skipper and what conditions you can launch in, what you can't launch in. What do you think uh, we talk about that later? Mick, I think it's a brilliant uh, subject to, to touch on because um, we, uh, living in Ankamas at a dangerous launch site, every now and then we see what happens when things go wrong. So with someone like you with all the experience in the safety side of, of the boat launching and jet ski launching, that would be a very, very interesting topic to, to touch on and give people a bit of advice and help them become better at skipping. Okay, that's great, Rudolf. Yeah, let's pick up and talk about that on the next episode. So I think that's about it for this episode, Rudolf. I've really enjoyed it. So from uh, me, uh, goodbye, listeners, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yes, thank you so much, Mick, and from myself to our listeners, goodbye, and chat to you guys next time.